Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Logan campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Question. Who's had a busy week this week? Who hasn't had a busy... No, no, all right, everyone's there. Clearly we've all had busy weeks this week, haven't we? I mean, between working and Christmas parties and last-minute Christmas shopping and wrapping of Christmas presents, and if you're anything like me, trying to find those Christmas presents that you may have hidden from your kids and your wife that you may not be yet still successfully found all of them. But that's okay, there's still time before Christmas. You know, we've all been, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what's the menu for Christmas? Who, whose house are we going to first? And then what time do we need to leave from that house to get to this house? You know, we've been working through and the busyness and the crazy of, craziness of this week. And that is all just leading up to tomorrow. And then on Sunday, it's Boxing Day. And for some of you thinking, you know what, you're already scheduling, okay, you know what, the shops open at this time. So I need to get in the shopping center before the shops open to meet all the rushes to get into those sales. Or maybe you're like me, and you're thinking, okay, now, okay, Melbourne has daylight savings. And the ashes is on on Sunday, day one of the Boxing Day test, and it starts at 10 o'clock. Now, is that not, now, quick question, is it 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock up here? Does anyone know what time the ashes starts? 11 o'clock up here, thank you very much. That's super important for all of us. And so, you know, and so, and, and then the next question is, do I have enough food in my house to last me through Boxing Day so I don't have to leave my couch or my house to make sure that I've got lunch? You know, these are the vitally important things that we've been leading up to this moment in time. But of course, the most important one of all of those is the fact that we've got to also watch Gateway Online on Sunday at 8 or 10, because there's going to be me and a bunch of other campus pastors, we're going to be sharing stories of what God has been doing in the life of all of our different campuses over this year. So can I encourage you uh, to jump online with me and everyone else as we gather together on Sunday morning. But I don't know about you, but we all recognize that we've been through a busy, busy time. And just like the kids here, now they actually nailed it. I was expecting one of them, certainly with the horn, to have got distracted. But none of them did. I mean, those two boys sitting there staring at those box of chocolates so intently. I mean, that was the most well-behaved kids I've seen in a very long time. It may have had something to do with the chocolate. And so we live, we're living in busyness and distractions, but also we're, we're living in a space of fear at the moment. Where, where, where it's been robbing so many people from the joy and the peace this Christmas. You know, we're, we're finishing a series tonight where we've been looking at uh, the Christmas treasure, the greatest gift that was ever given in Jesus that God gave him to us. And tonight, in the middle of Christmas, and the middle of the busyness and the craziness and the everything that's been leading up till tomorrow, I want to ask the question, how do we find peace in the middle of Christmas. You see, I want to encourage you tonight. I want to encourage you with one thing. That we aren't, that you aren't the only ones that are busy. You aren't the only ones that have been distracted. And you aren't the only ones that have been overwhelmed leading up to this moment. See, if we rewind back to that very first Christmas, 2,000 years ago. Now, kids, 
Have you got any grandparents that look like they're 2,000 years old? Have you got any parents that look like my kids are not allowed to do Okay, yes. Jackson, yes. You're, no comment about your father, yes. Oh, and oh. I got some chocolates you can make up later. All right, all right. You know, so 2,000 years ago, we rewrite, we, 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 we rewind, I got there, we rewind to that very first Christmas. That the nation of Israel had been invaded by the Roman Empire. They've been conquered by them. Their holy city, Jerusalem, is under control. And Herod, their Jewish uh, king, is a puppet for the Roman Empire. And in the middle of all of this, Caesar has a great idea. He, he makes a mandate. He makes a decree that what was to happen was everyone was going to go back to their hometown. And so they could work out a better tax system so that Caesar could make more money off everyone. And so into this moment, there's one young couple. And you may have heard of them. Kids, have you heard of this couple that, that their very first Christmas? I think there's a photo on the screen behind me of this couple. If you can yell out who this couple, you reckon it could be. Who do you reckon it is? Mary, Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph, yes. It's exactly who it is. Now, Joseph and his fiancée, Mary had to go from Nazareth, which is where they lived, to a town of Bethlehem, which is where Joseph's family was, was from. And this was a, a roughly about 145-kilometer journey, which, kids, that's kind of like going from here down to the Gold Coast, down to the beach, back to here, and then back to there. Now, you might say to yourself, that's not really that far, except if you're in a donkey, that is a really long way. And if you're nine months pregnant, and you're ready to have a baby in any moment, that's a really, really long way. I mean, ladies, who would be excited about a 145-kilometer trip by a donkey at nine months pregnant? Anyone excited by that thought? No? I mean, I remember, I remember the night when uh, Jude was born, our youngest. And, and we didn't have to drive 145 kilometers. We had to drive 17 kilometers. And it was at 10.30 at night, and I may or may not have made that 17-kilometer journey in roughly around about 13 minutes. Uh, and, and, and as I got there, as I pulled in uh, at, at the front of the hospital, I remember thinking to myself, oh, we made it. See, I'd been somewhat distracted the whole time. And, and, and babe, just were you distracted and were you a little bit worried about making it? You were distracted, and she had a better excuse for being distracted than I had been distracted. You see, here was the nation of Israel. And for 400 years, Israel had been waiting for God, for the promised Messiah. And during this time, they hadn't heard anything. And during this time, as I said, Israel had been conquered by Rome. And the, the, Jew, and the, 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 the religious city, Jerusalem, had been, uh, was now under the power and the authority of the Roman rule. And it seemed hopeless. And everything seemed to be against them. And every challenge was in front of them. And no doubt in these moments, they were asking the question, God, where are you in the middle of all this? See, the nation of Israel was fearful and they were distracted. And they'd forgotten about the promise of the coming Messiah. But that first Christmas, 
there was another group of people. It was a bunch of guys that oftentimes kind of get overlooked in the Christmas story. It was a bunch of guys who also had other things on their mind. And they weren't really focusing. They were fairly distracted. They weren't even thinking about the coming Messiah. So we're going to read just a few verses from this story. It's found in Luke chapter 2. And it's verse 8. It says this. And there there were a group of shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Messiah will be born to you. And he is the Messiah, the Lord. And this, this will happen as a sign to you. And you will find him a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Kids, that's like a feeding trough. It was like where the animals came and stuck their head in and ate their breakfast, their lunch and tea. And here was a little baby sitting in that feeding manger. And suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those whom he his, who his favor rests. Then, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. A quick question. If you were the shepherds that night, how would you react? I mean, here you are, here's a group of unsuspecting shepherds, and they're minding their own business on the side of a big hill, and they're, they're looking after sheep, they're watching for predators who are going to come to try and eat their sheep, and they're focused on one thing. They're focused on their sheep. When all of a sudden a host of angels turn up and it freaks them out. And I mean, you can't blame them, can you? I mean, you imagine right now if all of a sudden like all of these angels descended out of the roof tiles and started singing. Now, if they, if they were anything like the worship team, then we would all go, that's amazing. If they sounded anything like me, we would all freak out and run. You know, so imagine that moment if that happened. I mean, some of us would go, this is amazing. A lot of us would probably freak out. And here, that is what the, the, uh, the, the, the shepherds did. See, the, the shepherds were struggling to find peace in uncertain times. Yeah, can, I, can I suggest this year, can I suggest this, Christian, this Christmas, that maybe we aren't quite that different than the shepherds? I mean, there's lots of distractions everywhere. There's lots of busyness, there's lots of fear that are robbing us from peace and joy in Christmas. There's, there's, for some, Christmas is an amazing time, but for others, Christmas is a time of anxiety and depression. Christmas is a time of loneliness for some. And then there's a busyness and distractions of what to eat and where to go and when to go and what should we do and what presents to buy and what presents not to buy. And does it go in the, the Santa sack or does it get wrapped underneath the tree? So we all find ourselves distracted. And then there's the question of, is there enough space in the wheelie bin for us to be able to put all the wrapping paper and the rubbish at the end of Christmas? See, I don't know about you, but this Christmas, maybe more than ever, I've found myself distracted. Maybe this Christmas more than ever, you've found yourself more distracted than ever. You know, I've been waiting for the Christmas feelings to come. 
But then something kind of happens, distraction happens, this happens, that happens, and it distracts me from Christmas, from the reason for the season. And we struggle to find peace in uncertain times. So tonight I've just got three suggestions. If we're going to find peace in the middle of chaos this Christmas, there's three things that I think we see in this story that is still relevant for our lives today. I remember someone saying, what you focus on is what you find. You see, if we look at the stories, we look at the, the shepherds, they shifted their focus from their sheep and onto their Savior. And they went to Bethlehem to discover, was the Messiah, was this baby really born that night? And what did they find? They found Jesus in a manger, the promised Messiah, the one that everyone had been hoping for so long had come. You see, I don't know about you, but we don't have to look too far to support what we want to believe. I mean, if you think about it, you know, if, if you want to find something negative, you know, you think about it and you'll oftentimes find it. You look for something negative and you'll find something negative. But maybe this Christmas we need to shift our focus and we need to look for God. You know, I, I love in the, in the book of Jeremiah in the Bible, it says, Jeremiah 29, 12, it says this, If you seek me, you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart, declares the Lord. You know what I love about that is that's not my words, that's God's promise. I love the fact that that's what God says to us. He says to us, you know what, this Christmas, if you look for me, you will find me. And that's God's promise to you and to me. You see, when we look for him, we will find a God who's faithful. When we look to him, we'll find a God who's full of love. When we look to Him, we find a God who is full of grace. And when we look to Him, we find a God who offers peace. You see, 20 years ago, the Lumpkeys moved, packed up their family, and moved to northern Thailand, to the northern Thailand-Burma border. For 20 years, they have served the people there. You see, but, but when they arrived, they, they could have got focused. They could have got lost and focused on all of the issues, the, the millions and the hundreds of thousands of different issues that the, the people there were facing. But they looked for a way to help. And for 30 years, they've made a difference in people's lives. So this Christmas, can I encourage you to grab your beacon of hope card and tonight, why don't you fill it in at the end of the service, take it to the desk or the welcome team, going to have buckets after the service. And, and why don't we together, instead of looking at all of the issues, realize that there is a way that we can help so that we can build a community center that's going to help serve 5,000 people in 50 different communities. So I want to ask you a question this year. What are you focusing on this Christmas? You see... I remember when my dad used to help me and teach me how to play cricket when I was a little kid. And my dad used to say this. He said, Dave, keep your eyes on the prize. See, in the middle of all of the uncertainty, the fear, the chaos, the distractions, the mandates, the tyranny of the Roman Empire that was forcing on the Jews, they, they found themselves in a place where they where the shepherds that night fixed their eyes, kept their eyes 
on the prize. And they, they said to each other, why don't we, why don't we go to Bethlehem and find out if, if really it is true what the angel said. And they found Jesus that night. See, we're going to find peace in the chaos. Then we've got to keep our eyes on the prize. And I'll ask you a question this Christmas. What prize are you keeping your eyes on? But then the story continues. In verse 19, for a couple of verses, it says this. But Mary treasured, uh, sorry, verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had told, what they'd been told about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at the shepherds, at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. See, this Christmas, if we're going to find peace in the middle of chaos, and the third thing that what Mary did this time was that she pondered. She remembered. She remembered in her heart. You see, Mary knew one thing. The distractions and challenges will come. But there's something, isn't there something about remembering? I mean, all we have to do is think back to those moments when we were, when we were little kids like these guys. Remember those moments, Christmas Eve, where, where all you wanted to do was stay up because Christmas was the next day and you were going to open your presents. Remember that moment that I'm pretty sure my first time was, I remember it was at 1.30 a.m. and I went and woke up my parents and said, it's Christmas, let's go open presents. My dad wasn't quite as excited about Christmas at 1.30 in the morning as I was. You see, there's something significant in our memory. You see, it's easy to ask the question, in the middle of everything we've seen over the last couple of years, is there really a God? And if there really is a God, then why hasn't He heard our cries for help? Why hasn't He seen what's happening? And why doesn't He seemingly not care about what's going on? You see, I want to suggest tonight that, that we can't always see what God is doing. But if we stop and we remember and we look back, we can see what God has done. See, Mary remembered in her heart. She called to mind all the promises of what God was going to do through their now son. What God was going to do what, and what God had already done. See, for 400 years, the nation of Israel waited and they remembered the promises. And it, but it seemed like the more they remembered and the, the more they waited, the longer and the darker it got. And the more distant the memories and the promises got. But Israel and those shepherds were under and were in uncertain times. But then in a moment, then in a moment that day on the hillside, there was a group of, of shepherds who were just minding their own business in the fields and they were looking after the sheep. And then all of a sudden, in a moment, the angels turned up and the shepherds were afraid. But then they heard the news, the good news about Jesus. And that night they were filled with joy. 
see, what I love is the fact that these rank outsiders who had, who had never, ever been invited into, the, into God's presence in the temple were now front row at the birth of Emmanuel, of the, the promised Messiah, that God was with them. And in the middle of the chaos and the distraction, that first Christmas, God invited these shepherds to find his peace. And you know what I love tonight? I love tonight that our God is still the same. That today the good news is that we're all invited. We're all invited to hear the good news. We're all invited to receive the same peace that Jesus offers. See, the good news of Christmas is that Emmanuel, God, is with us. That, that, that Jesus came down and was born into a manger, but that he didn't stay in a manger, a meek and helpless baby, but he came to turn the world upside down. That he came with a sacrificial love and to ultimately die on a cross so that all of us could know his presence. All of us could know See, we're all rank outsiders. And yet Jesus came to include us. No matter matter how weird or wonderful we might be. And the hope of the world, the real peace, is is not found in a program. It's not found in a clever principle or special place. But the hope of the world is found in His person. And His name is Jesus. Peace in the middle of Christmas. Peace in the middle of Christmas. See, tomorrow we celebrate the birth of Jesus. The moment in history where God sent His one and only Son. And this Christmas you're invited to put your hope in Him. You know, you're invited to have a relationship with Him. You're invited to say yes to a God who so desperately wants a relationship with you. But I love that the story that the shepherds encountered that first Christmas doesn't end there. But it says in verse 20, it finishes with this. And the shepherds return, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. See, tonight... I want want you to take a moment. I want you to put the distractions aside. And I want you to call to mind, I want you to remember all the things that God has done this year. You know, just take a moment. Remember. Ponder. another year that we got through (laughs) God is still faithful and God is still good I thank God for my friends and I thank God for my family you know I thank God for this church I thank God for every single one of you I thank God that, that he's given us another Christmas tomorrow I thank God for provision I thank God for work I thank God for a church that I can call home that you can call home that we get to belong to I thank God for hope. 
I thank God for another day. I thank God for the people around me. But most of all, church, I thank God for the gift of His Son. A gift that we didn't deserve, but a gift that He lovingly gave to us. This year, we receive the peace that Jesus offers. So tonight, will you stand with me? Will you stand with me all? We're going to sing a song we sang at the start. It's called Joy to the World. And this wraps up perfectly everything we've spoken about, we've looked at tonight. Those, those, those shepherds that night, they left baby Jesus rejoicing and shouting and cheering that the Messiah has come. You know what tonight we get to do? We get to declare that joy to the world, that Jesus has come, that our Messiah is alive. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We're a growing family and we'd love to see you at one of our Sunday services because everyone who comes through our doors is welcome. You can find out more about our community and locations at gatewaybaptist.com.au.